Have you ever wondered why scientists don't trust atoms? Because they make up everything. Yeah, there's a strong beginning for the podcast today. So that's my random fact of the day. A absurd joke, but I liked it. So it makes it. Hope has the power to uplift our spirits and fuel our drive for a better future. Hope is a beacon of light during challenging times, giving us strength and determination to keep going on. It inspires us to pursue our dreams, overcome obstacles, and honestly, imagine a better world by bringing people together, increasing optimism, and motivating positive change. Hope is a beautiful and essential part of the human experience. Honestly, hope reminds us that no matter the circumstances, there is always a possibility for something better. Desmond Tutu once said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. And when I, when I Googled some, you know, looking for some good quotes on hope, that Desmond Tutu quote came out, and, and that was a really fun memory. I actually got to spend, years ago, I got to spend an entire day in a boardroom sitting next to Desmond Tutu, and no one told me, you know, they were just like, hey, we really want you to come to this meeting, and there's going to be a special guest, but we're not allowed to say who it is, and blah, 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 blah. And I show up to this thing, and there's this tiny little black guy sitting at the table just with the biggest smile. And I was like, huh. And I didn't recognize him. And I, I, they actually ended up sitting me right next to him. I think I was sitting to his right at this gigantic boardroom-like table. And I'm like, hi, I'm Michael, and nice to meet you. And he goes, hi. And he had just this, yeah, I just remember his voice. I just remember just loving his voice. He goes, I have Desmond Tutu. I went, huh wait, what? And so I got to literally spend the day with Desmond Tutu. It was a, it was one of the most memorable experiences of my life. And one of the really cool things is for some reason, he thought I was the funniest person. And just so you know, if you're ever spending significant time with me and I can make you laugh, I'm in. I mean, I am all in. I am gonna, I'm gonna... Keep pursuing that laughter, no no matter the cost, whether it's distracting or annoying, I'm going to keep going. And I just remember how sweet he was and just he had the cutest, craziest laugh. And I just kept saying things that were off the wall. He just kept laughing and laughing and laughing. So today, if you haven't figured it out yet, is about step Two, which the one word simmer, the one word summary. I don't know what summary is. The one word summary for step two is hope. And hope really is being able to see the light despite all the darkness. Hope is a critical piece in this 12 step lifestyle that we're trying to adopt. That if you're really desiring freedom, from that miserable signature, from, from the signature sins in your life, then step one, as we learned in the previous episode, 
is we have to acknowledge we are totally powerless. Step two, well, if I'm powerless, thank God there's hope. Don't forget, head on over to smalleyinstitute.com because you can actually become a member. Not only are you supporting this podcast and myself humbly, you can get live daily coaching. So you get to watch the recording of this podcast live. And then once I'm done immediately following, I've got a group. Let me look here. How many people? Wow. Got a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven folks are currently in the meeting room watching this uh, or listening to this podcast be recorded live. And then once I'm done, I go right back into the group and you get asked questions and we get to interact and you get to interact with each other. You get to share your testimonies and you get to confess your signature sins. And it doesn't matter. There is no topic offhand. And some of those people I can recognize, I know them well. They've been meeting for a long time and many of them have very inappropriate, uncomfortable questions and we take them. So become a member, go to smalleyinstitute.com. You can be a Stay Classy podcast member, or you can take that extra step and become a VIP member where you actually get a schedule 30 minutes a month with me of private one-on-one coaching as a VIP member. So check it out at smalleyinstitute.com. And I've changed, you know, this is going to happen, one, partly because I'm ADD and Another part is I just, I didn't like the phrase. I didn't like the word axiom. I don't like the word maxim. And I've just struggled trying to come up with a better phrase or a better word for, you know, these, I have 18 of these sort of life sayings that are simple, easy to remember, but, you know, contain a lot of wisdom in them. I think I may, I'm not making any promises. But I think I may have landed on my final version. Because if if you knew my mother, she has exhausted the phrase, well, well, I'm trying to decide if I want to cuss yet on the podcast. Because in real life, I do cuss. And the VIP members and Stay Classy podcast members watching right now have definitely heard me cuss. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I don't really get totally hung up on cussing. But my mother, who's 85, is one of the most deeply inappropriate, sarcastic people. But she has this phrase. And, you know, there's and actually now that I think about it, she doesn't actually cuss. She has from time to time with her little her favorite token phrase. But she if, if you ever get to know my mother, you will hear her. I guarantee you. Within the first 30 minutes of knowing knowing my mother, you will hear her say something to the effect of, well, don't forget, there's always a pearl in every crap pile. Yep, that's my mother. And so I am now, right now, it, it hit me this morning. I'm like, well, that's what these are. That's what these phrases are. They're little pearls of wisdom for the day. So the pearl of wisdom for the day in honor of my mother is pain is the touchstone of spiritual growth. Pain is the touchstone of spiritual 
growth. I just like to let those hang out there in the ether for you. So step two, step one, we have to acknowledge our powerlessness. Step two, so so step one is there's kind of three main categories to this 12-step study. Hey, the first category is powerlessness, and it has one step. That is, I've got to acknowledge my powerlessness. Step two is under the main category of hope. And there's one step under this one, which is step two, hope. This is where you find power. So in that phase one, we have to recognize, man, we are totally powerless. But already right here in step two, we get to acknowledge where we can get the power. Step two, God wants us to live and can restore our sanity. What I'm getting at is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. This is Philippians 2, 12 and 13, the message version. So what I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. It's God's energy. That's the hope is that, man, I am so powerless. And step one can feel incredibly scary until you immediately get to step two and realize, wait a minute, there is a power greater than myself. And God wants me to live. He wants me to be fulfilled. He wants to give me peace. He wants to give me freedom. And he can if, if we acknowledge his power. That's where the hope comes from. The hope doesn't come from anything I can do. The hope comes from what God will do if I'm willing to trust him. The step two promise in the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace and happiness, and sense of direction flowed in them. That's the promise of step two. That's exactly what God will do if only you're willing to surrender to him, which is, by the way, a little quick preview, step three. Here's a quote from the big book. He cannot picture life without alcohol. Someday he will be unable to imagine life either with alcohol or without it. Then he will know loneliness such as few do. He will be at a jumping off place. He will wish for the end. Now, I know that doesn't sound overly inspirational, but hang in there for a second. Because anyone struggling with an out-of-control signature sin understands exactly what that quote means. There's a double standard holding us captive 
and filling us with fear and bewilderment. If I don't, and just fill in the blank right there, right? So if I don't, what? I will die. So if I don't eat something bad, this is what I used to think. If I don't eat something bad, I'm going to die. Like, I have to have this. If I don't gossip, I'm going to die. If I don't get a drink, I'm going to die. If I don't lie, I'm going to die. I will be destroyed if I don't do this signature sin that is screaming inside of me. The double standard is these thoughts directly compete with the truth that my signature sins are going to destroy me. These compulsive thoughts pushed me to the brink of destruction. But it was reaching rock bottom, which finally produced a total acceptance of my signature sin. No reservations. And it's essential in my recovery, and it's going to be essential in your own. It was a dilemma unlike anything I'd ever faced. But as I found out later, a necessary one if I was to succeed in the program. Step two summary, the one thing I need to know about step two, the solution to my problem is not me. Because here's your job in step two. Your job in step two is to let go of the desire to control everything myself. So I've, I've got to let go. I cannot control it. It's, it's out of control, which is the very nature of what a raging signature sin is. It means everything's out of control. So at some point, I have to let go of the desire to control all of it. And I have to let go of the belief I am responsible for the outcome of my life. I mean, am I responsible? Yeah, to the degree of which I'm willing to let go and let God. That's my, that's my one job in this entire process of healing and freedom and life is to let go and let God. In step one, we learned our problem was not signature sin. It was our desire to solve signature sin ourselves. We believed in our own power and totally ignored the supreme unlimited power of God, a power greater than us. Life, I'm telling you, once you get this in step two, life will never be the same. Once we discover our own powerlessness to signature sin and trust God to handle it, oh, come on, we can truly start experiencing freedom. So the question, my friends, today for you is, are you ready to allow God to take over every area of your life? Will you allow God to take over your relationships? Will you allow God to control your emotions? Are you willing to let God handle your depression or anxiety? Are you, are you willing to allow God to provide financially? Are you going to let God use you in the lives of others? Will you let God take away your fears? Will you let God turn your sorrow into joy? When we finally believe and accept God is better at handling all of life's problems and let him, our lives change for the better. 
the step two inventory. So once again, if you're able to answer yes to these questions, then you can be confident that you are taking step two. So if you can answer yes to these questions, you're on the path. And just wait. Just wait for it. Keep trusting. Keep going for it. Do I believe that left to my own devices, using my own willpower, that my life has become too much to bear? Yes or no? Am I willing to agree God can and will give me peace in my life? Yes or no? Has my best effort and thinking taken me to dark places? Yes or no? On my own willpower, do I feel somewhat insane? Am I willing to let go of whatever conceptions or beliefs I may have about God and design a new one? Am I willing to draw near to God and reveal himself to me? Am I willing to be humble and open-minded to a new faith? A faith that actually works? Am I willing to believe God can and will restore me to a sound mind? Yes or no? Again, if you answer yes to these questions, you're doing it. It is absolutely possible to believe without trusting. You can believe and still not trust, but one cannot trust without believing. The only problem we ever really have is separation from God. That's from Bill Wilson and the big book of AA. I'm going to read that again. It is absolutely possible to believe without trusting, but one cannot trust without believing. The only problem we ever really have is separation from God. And, and man, I, I'm telling you, this might not be a popular thing for me to say. If something is spiraling out of control in your life. This is exactly what it comes down to. You do not trust that God has your back. And you might be like me. You could be a preacher, pastor, a psychologist. And at some point, you got to look in the mirror and go, wait a minute. Every one of my consistent actions, day after day after day after day after day, screams one thing. I trust me and everything else but God. I never lost my belief in God, but my actions, my life said loudly, I don't trust you, which was my ultimately biggest problem. Well, don't forget, if you're a fan of the It Just Is podcast, if you want to take your personal growth to the next level, become a member now. Head on over to smalleyinstitute.com and get live daily coaching with me, yours truly. And I will now close us with the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change the courage to change the things we can, 
and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will, not ours, be done. And remember, keep listening because it works if you work it.